0: We are the Life, Work, Balance Podcast, where we believe in playing life first. We flip the script. Are you successful but stuck? You have a greater potential in this world, but you're just falling short. And you want the dream life. You want to take control of your income, your time, your freedom, but you just don't know how. That's what I do with Life, Work, Balance Coaching. I help you find your why and your what and put it into action. Don't wait another day. Start putting your life first today.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Life, Work, Balance podcast. I am Leah Starkey, and here with me is our co-host, Paul Conley. Paul, what's up? What do we have going on today, and who are we chatting with?
0: Yeah, I'm excited to be here today. Um, We have a special guest, Marsha Moran, and... Normally, I do this big introduction and tell everybody about our guest. Not today. I'm going <laughs> to just turn it straight over to Marsha, who's going to tell us a little bit about her and her story. And I think within about, oh, I don't know, 45 seconds, you'll understand why I did not step on this, this introduction.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Paul and Leah. So my name is Marsha Moran. I am from Virginia, and I had a stroke. (laughs) So eight and a half years ago, I woke up one morning, and I felt odd. I thought, well, this is weird. I don't think I'm going to make breakfast. So I texted my friend to tell her that I wasn't making breakfast. And looking at the phone, I couldn't read my text. Mm. It's like, that is just weird. Well, I'll text her later. So I put the phone down. I rolled over, and bam, I had the worst imaginable headache. And despite the pain, I fell asleep. When I woke up the next time, I was paralyzed on the right-hand side. And I thought that if I didn't get up then, I might not get up at all. So I rolled myself to the side of the bed and plopped down onto the floor. (laughs) and dragged myself across the carpet until I got to the door, which was closed. And I reached up for the handle on the door and I can't tell you how many times I reached up, but I finally got it. And I took a breath um, because I just couldn't, I was so tired (laughs) by that time. Um, So I don't know how long I laid there, but finally I uh, dragged myself down the hall and I made it halfway to the stairs, and I totally ran out of gas. I thought, well, um, it's Sunday. My husband will probably come up for something to drink sometime. Something went crash. I don't know what. But my husband came up, and he said, Marcia, are you all right? Can you talk to me? And that's when I found I couldn't speak. So he dialed 911. And looked around the upstairs to see if he could see what happened to me, which he didn't. And then he waited with me till the paramedics arrived. So that was quite a story for a morning.
1: <laughs> wow. So you were coherent enough to somewhat remember the the incident and to think through it during the process of it?
2: Oh, I remembered everything about oh, wow. the stroke. Yeah but I couldn't communicate out. I couldn't read. Um, Yeah, it was frightening actually. So we didn't know it was a stroke until the paramedics arrived. And the first thing out of their mouths was, when did she have her stroke? That's the first thing. And neither one of us knew. Um, They asked if uh, I would take TPA and they decided not to give me any TPA because Since I'd been sleeping when I had it, um, there was no way of knowing when I had the stroke.
0: So what was going through your mind as you're going through whatever this is that's happening to you at this point? Because you don't realize it's a stroke quite yet. What's going through your mind?
2: I have to get to help. That was it. If I didn't make it out of the room, if I didn't get help, I'm not sure I would be here.
1: Wow. That's, I can't even imagine that feeling. I guess that's that, that fight mode that you go into. So then you were taken to the hospital from there. How long did they keep you there? And what was the process after that, within those uh, immediate days after that?
2: So I was in the hospital for five days. I was in the rehab hospital for two weeks. I was with home health care for six weeks. I had two weeks off, and then I had eight weeks of outpatient care. And then according to the insurance company, I was done. (laughs) (laughs) Which I I wasn't. I hired a physical therapist for a year and then I was done with the physical therapy. Um, My speech, um, it was three and a half years before I got my speech back. Oh, my. So walk us
0: through that time that you know those all those weeks you're sitting in the hospital bed you're in assisted living what's going through your mind at that point
2: so in the hospital i remember thinking i'm going to run a 5k on the first anniversary
1: awesome
2: (laughs) yeah okay so So this is five
0: days after (laughs) so this is i just want to be clear you had a stroke and within five days you're sitting in the hospital bed saying i I love
2: it. Yep.
0: Yep. So, okay. Just want to make sure that we're (laughs) on, on the same page here.
2: We are. So, I will tell you that I did not run the 5K on my first anniversary. I did not run it on my second anniversary. And there's a story behind that as well. But so, I had physical therapy in the hospital that I remember. My first night in the hospital, they put a belt around my waist and they said, okay, we're going to take a walk around the nurse's station. And I'm going, uh yeah, right. <laughs> so I had gotten a very little bit of my motion back in my right-hand side. And the nurse actually held me up and we walked around the nurse's station. I will tell you, I was so glad to be back to the bed <laughs> that I fell asleep right away. <laughs> um, the hospital was a little bit, I'm going to say lax, in how they cared for me. And I think it was because of um, staffing problems that they had. But when they rolled me into my hospital room, the nurse took me to the bathroom and set me down on the toilet, and she went out to make the bed. Well, I was a stroke patient that had half my body working, so of course I went crash. Ah. And she she came out and said, oops. <laughs> so um, just that's something that you have to think about. So if you're with a stroke patient and you're a caregiver, go with them every time. You know, it might be a little bit odd to go with them into the bathroom, but please do it. Um, I also remember that I was on liquids. And so... I took a drink, looking straight forward, turned to the left, swallowed, and turned back forward again. So that's what I had for um, all my meals, except one thing, they gave me chicken for lunch, and I'm going, woohoo, chicken. So I took the first bite and choked. And that told me another thing. So when your um, stroke patient is on liquids, Don't let them eat anything solid. But other than that, the hospital was really good. You know, a couple of small things. In the rehab hospital, I had speech therapy, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. And they were great. Home health care, I had the same three therapies. And speech was great. The other two were so-so. And then the last therapies I had, I had the same th- therapies: speech, occupational, and uh, physical, and they were great as well. So for the most part, I had really great care in the hospital and rehab hospital. But at the end of the, my sessions, I couldn't walk. I mean, I could walk, but I couldn't really. Um, it took me a year after I was done with them to actually walk normally or look like I was walking normally down a sidewalk. A physical therapist would tell that I had had a stroke. Um, but mostly, if you just met me on the sidewalk and we didn't say anything to each other, I just like looked like a normal person.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to back up and, and talk about that. When you finished your sessions with them and all of a sudden your insurance said, we're good now, we're not going to pay anymore at what level were you at? Like, was it, did you have to pay out of pocket then to continue to get, Oh, wow. For how long did you have to do that? A year. Oh, geez. Yeah. And that was for, in order to walk and talk both?
2: No, that was for walking. (laughs) Yeah. So talking is a completely different story. (laughs) So according to the national aphasia association, if you have uh, aphasia after your stroke for three months, you probably will have it for life. And I didn't like that. Right, yeah. (laughs) So I started looking for something that would help me get over aphasia. And I met somebody who had a car accident. And he said, I know this chiropractor that uses laser therapy. And it helps me remember the words better than if I don't have this labor therapy. So I said, um, okay, I'm going to try it. So I went in and talked to him and he said, we don't know because your stroke has been two years from now or two years ago. But if we have um, good results in three to five sessions, you'll know that this is something that will work for you. And I said, okay. So I went in, I tried it. And when you're doing this laser therapy, you have to do something called the cross crawl. And that is when you stick your right arm and left leg up at the same time and you get them down and your right uh, left leg and right leg, I'm sorry, your left arm and right leg come up. So you go back and forth like that. And I felt stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, Okay. After the first session, I could talk a little bit better. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I was running for the 5K, getting ready, and I slipped and fell and dislocated my um, elbow. So I had my first session, dislocated my elbow, and um, I thought, this is great. So here's the interesting thing. My, dre- my husband drove me to the hospital And he was with me when they put morphine into me so they could relocate my elbow. The aphasia went away.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I guess you can't live on morphine though, huh? It's like, (laughs) no, unfortunately. And I I was told that I wouldn't. It's
2: like, no, no. Um, But this is something that told me that there's something out there that could Mm -hmm. help me get over aphasia. It, It wasn't something I was just dreaming of, but it would actually be true. And so um, when I got better and went back for this uh, treatment, I was thinking this would be it. Well, it wasn't. I got to be 40 to 50% better. So I could talk at the conversation level like we're having now. Hi, how are you? What's the weather like? Things like that. But if we talked about something that was deeper, like uh, what you do for A living what I did for a living I couldn't do it Um, so I would clam up right so I was really excited by where the laser therapy got me but I was disappointed that it didn't take me all the way Mm -hmm. so three and a half years after my stroke I had another chiropractor say hey Marsha I think I found something it's called IASIS microcurrent Neurofeedback. feedback. Here's the website. Take a look at it and see if you want to try it. So I went to the website and it talked about ADHD and anxiety and, and depression and stroke. I'm going, okay, that's interesting. But I was more interested by the fact that they say 85% of mild to moderate traumatic brain injury survivors who used this type of neurofeedback, got better. Huh, Huh. 15%. That's a pretty low number. So if I go in for neurofeedback, maybe it'll make me get over my aphasia. After 16 sessions, it did. 16.
1: Are these all out of pocket as well? I'm assuming insurance was a no-go on that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But think about it.
2: I mean, it's... So... I could spend the sixteen hundred dollars for my neurofeedback sessions, or I could go. Well, um, you know, I'll just speak this way yeah, for life. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Sixteen hundred dollars well spent. Well
2: spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so too. <laughs> so,
0: so, so I want to go back to pre-stroke. How were you doing then? Was there, you know, were you having health issues? Were you doing okay?
2: I, what was what was life like? So I was doing okay. I ran three or four times a week. I didn't have a cholesterol problem. I was a normal weight. Um, they actually said that um, I had a, a carotid artery dissection. And they said that they had no clue that I would have a stroke.
1: Mm.
2: I just had it because I had it.
0: So you're doing everything right. You're checking all the boxes. You know, you're doing the right things. You're exercising, taking care of yourself, and bang.
2: Yep, yep.
0: That doesn't seem fair.
2: It doesn't, but um, it put me on a different path, mm-hmm. you know? And so you either look back and say, oh, whoa, what was me? I could have done this, this, and this. There yeah. you go. Well, you know, this is where it is, so this is... What I'm gonna do.
1: I love that mindset, and you know, we hear so many times different stories of people that have horrible things happen to them that they rise above that. And I love that. And and I don't mean to throw this out before you do, but. I love that you've used this experience to help other people that have been in this situation. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Y'all, she wrote a book and it's on Amazon. (laughs) So I would love to hear about the book and um, tell us a little bit about what sparked your um, interest in doing that.
2: So it was the first anniversary of my um, stroke and I started writing and I realized that um, it would take me a very long time to write it because it took me all day to put two paragraphs together. That's because I couldn't spell <laughs> and I couldn't type. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time on thesaurus.com trying to figure out how do you spell words like, you know, think about stroke. Okay, well, it starts with an S. Well, what does an S look like? <sighs> you know, it's things like it's that. Tough. Um, so it took me, took me four and a half years to write it and then publish it. And I got done with the first version and I read it and I went, this is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) There was absolutely no emotion in it. So this happened, this happened, this happened. Nobody would read that. Right. So I actually set it aside. For six months and i picked it up and i rewrote it and it was better um there was emotion except i didn't have any emotion where my family was concerned i'm going okay so i'm gonna put it aside again and i did for about three months or so and then i picked it up and i wrote it a third time and by that time i was satisfied with the way it turned out so um yeah if you're writing a book just keep at it. That's yes. Great advice.
0: <laughs> well, and I think that's good advice to almost anything. Yeah. We talk about that a lot here. I was actually writing about that myself to um, yesterday, where if if you just don't quit, that's half the battle in yeah. all of this. But with that being said, and I applaud your willingness to keep going. There had to have been days along this journey or along the book journey where you're just like, I'm quitting. Like, I don't, I'm not doing this anymore. In those dark days on those days where you just didn't feel like moving forward, what kept you going?
2: So I came to the conclusion that I needed somebody to help me put it out and help me publish it. Because if I didn't do that, and if I didn't get it published at the um, 2019 point, I probably wouldn't publish it at all. And that would be a mistake because it has um, the laser therapy in there. It has the IASIS therapy in there. And those are really important keys to my getting better. So if I didn't do anything about it and write about it, then it would stay with me. And people out there wouldn't know that maybe there's a therapy out there for them that would help them. So that's the thing that made me push through it and say, okay, I'm just going to get it done and put it out there. And it was scary putting it out there because you don't know what people are going to think, you know, but I did it anyway. I
1: love it. I love it. (laughs) So what is the book called?
2: It's called Stroke Forward, How to Become Your Own Healthcare Advocate one step at a time. So this is for people like me who had no idea what to do when they had a stroke.
0: So just to catch everybody up, we've got, you have it, you're perfectly healthy. One day you've got a stroke. You say you're going to uh, keep going. You're overcoming all of this. You get your speech back. You say, I'm going to write a book. You write a book. And that's normally where this story kind of wraps up and we call it a day, but
2: there's something else. There's a lot of more, a lot more things. So um, (laughs) I started going on podcasts because if I didn't go on podcasts and talk about, again, things that had helped me, nobody would find my book. Right. And then I was asked to be in another book. It was put out by Stroke Awareness Oregon. And that's Just Say Yes to Life, and it is a great book. It's got 26 people uh, in there yeah. that talk about their stroke experience and how they overcome it. And so if you're interested, I would say go buy it on Amazon. Absolutely.
0: I love the name of that book yeah. too.
2: Yeah. Um, then, that's really cool. Then I got, uh, went to school and got coaching a license for coaching and then I started podcasting myself and then I got uh trained on how to use the IASIS microcurrent neurofeedback machine myself so that's all now I don't know what's next um but I think something is coming up next year (laughs)
1: I love that she said, that's all that's a lot. So there's that. That's awesome. And so our listeners know that I go online and, you know, social media stalk all of our guests. And I was reading a little bit about you. And I love the concept that you became a well, I know you took life coaching courses, but you became a coach and a health coach. But um, correct me if I'm wrong, but particularly towards other stroke survivors. Is that correct? I love it.
2: So anybody who has a brain injury can call me. I love that. Yeah. And also, I I think the thing that's unique about my website is I've got some things where I've actually read out what it says on there because people with aphasia can't read.
0: And I think that's so key that you're helping these folks because, you know, there is certain people that they, you can't help somebody that. that you haven't haven't been there. Like I can't help somebody that's had a stroke because I have no idea what that's like. And hopefully that continues for a long time, but I have no clue what that's like. So what you're doing for that population is incredible. I just want to commend you for that.
2: Yeah, thank you. I think that the people who survive brain injuries have a lot to give. And so there's a misconception by the people, especially for people who have aphasia. So if you have aphasia and you talk, don't talk very well, people think of you as being stupid and you're not stupid. You can't talk that. And there's a big difference between the two. So I think that there's a lot out there for people to give back, but they need a little push. Yeah
1: for sure i have a good family friend who also had a stroke she unfortunately um had a car accident some time after that so she wasn't able to pursue with the giving back and all of that cuz she was still fighting through it but something that we watched and we somewhat went through as close family friends but were were the people in her life that were there and some people were capable of being there but I just think it's so great to commend the people that stick by your side. And it sounds like your husband has been your advocate and he's been your, your rock and, Mm -hmm. you know, watching her husband do that for her. I just have such a, such a soft spot in my heart for that. And I just Mm -hmm. want to say good on him. Kudos to him too. Yeah. He,
2: he deserves a lot of praise. Um, I'd be totally different if he didn't take care of me the way he did.
0: So we've got a couple hard-hitting questions for you now as oh, no. we kind of get near the end. <laughs> yep, gear up. Okay. You know, this first one's going to make, you know, make the physical therapy seem easy, right? Okay. What What is your favorite cookie, kind of cookie? Ginger Snaps.
1: Okay. I haven't had that yet. All right.
0: I'm not, that is a first. Um. <laughs> And I'm not sure if I'm saying this but correctly, but I'm sure that our show sponsor, Cleveland Cookie Guy, makes the world's greatest ginger snaps. I'm not sure if that's a cookie he has. <laughs> I know he has a ginger molasses cookie, however. Mm-hmm. So I think it's in the same family. Anyway, it is uh, the Cleveland Cookie Guy always delivers. Best okay. cookie out there. It's at Clee Cookie Guy on Instagram. It's it's fall. You know, it's starting to get cold out. Nothing better than than cozying up under a nice blanket. In Florida, we're still wearing shorts and t shirts, but everywhere else, you get to wear, you know, you get to wear the 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 cozy clothes and get a nice glass of milk and your favorite Cleveland Cookie Guy cookie found at Clee Cookie Guy on Instagram. All right, the actual final question is a uh, a question that's near and dear to us. Um, We're the Life, Work, Balance podcast where we believe in putting life first. What's one piece or more, because you might have a few of these here. What's one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners about how to put their own life first?
2: Put your family first and your friends and the people around you. Um, I was a workaholic before the stroke. And this changed my life completely um, because now I think of family and friends first. And now it's important to have a career if you want one, but it's not the important, most important thing in your life.
1: I love it. What a great answer. Couldn't
2: say it better. That
0: was a great answer <laughs> and uh, embodies what we try to send the message out there too.
1: Yeah, I love that. And everybody on here, all the listeners know my family comes first. So I appreciate that. So we would love for all of our listeners to go check you out on social media, if you have social media website. And of course, we want everybody to go on Amazon and get your book stroke forward, how to become your own health advocate one step at a time. So if you've got a website, what is it? And can we uh, share that with everyone?
2: Yes, you can. It's www.strokeforward.com. Really hard to remember, oh, stroke <laughs> forward.
1: Awesome. Well, we will put that in the show notes for everybody. I'm also going to put a link in our show notes for everybody to your book on Amazon, so they can click on that and go straight there and purchase it from there. Is it um, on audio as well on there?
2: It is not. Um, that is one of the other things okay. that I'm working awesome.
1: on. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Very cool. We look forward to that as well. So everybody go check her out online and get the book. And thank you so much for your time and sharing your story with us. We greatly appreciate it. And we will see everybody else next week. Thanks, Marcia. Have a good week.